You've tuned in to Naturopathic Earth Radio and Holistic Health News, where you get the latest on medical cover-ups, government malfeasance, toxins being put in our food and home, as well as sound, clean eating principles. We are here to cast a light on what the big sick care industry and its government shills don't want you to know. Don't be a slave to Big Pharma. Break free of the shackles of big food and start your journey now on a long, purposeful life. Become a citizen of naturopathic earth. Here's your host, A. Gregory Luna. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory, and welcome back to another episode of Holistic Health News. I hope you are doing well today. Today, we're going to talk about COVID and the rise of drugs. Not las drogas, way. Not like cocaína, way. And, and uh, la marijuana, way. We're talking about prescription drugs. We have a lot of episodes here at HHN about the horrors of prescription drugs. Go back, ooh, around episode 100, antidepressants linked to birth defects. When a woman's taking them when she's pregnant, we have one on mixing benzos with alcohol. It leads to an addiction and and uh, death. And uh, we're not a big fan of the big pharma. <laughs> if you've ever consistently listened to this podcast, uh, especially if you go back to the early episode. So not surprisingly, since we are a pop a pill culture, a lot of Americans have been turning to the prescription drugs to deal with the COVID fear. And uh, this is problematic because most people don't know the long-term effects of taking these drugs. So I'm going to be gleaning off the WSJ, the Wall Street Journal. Prescriptions for anti-anxiety medications and sleep aids have risen during the, the pandemic, prompting doctors to warn about the possibility of long-term addiction and abuse of the drugs. Quote, Many doctors have a low threshold of prescribing them. It's very problematic, says Bruce J. Schwartz, deputy chair and professor of Nobody Gives a Damn. Quote, many people do develop a dependency on these medications. Close quote. Hello, he says that many doctors have a low threshold for prescribing them. In fact, if you're taking mind-altering psychotropic drugs, logic would dictate that you would go to the medical doctor who specializes in mind-altering drugs, the psychiatrist. But in fact, most people get their psychotropic drugs from who? Not just the primary doctor, but women get them from their gynecologists who know nothing about these drugs. Yeah, I'm a little down. Uh, you know, my, my favorite show ended, Game of Thrones ended, I haven't gone over it. You know what? Here's Xanax. Oh, you know what? Here's Prozac. By the way, I'm not going to tell you this, but by the way, now you have a higher chance of killing yourself, but you know, we're not going to tell you this. Okay. Prescriptions for anti-anxiety medications such as clonopin and adivin, clonopin is clonazepam, adivin is um, lorazepam, rose 10% in the U.S. to 9.7 million in March 2020 from 8.8 .8 million. Big Pharma's loving this. You know, we're talking about all the different sectors of the economy that are benefiting from this lockdown like netflix and amazon and uh, grubhub or whatever well here's another one big pharma big pharma is always benefiting from this 9.9 .9. jesus Prescriptions for antidepressants, including Prozac and Lexapro, rose 9.27% to 29.7 million from 27.2 million in the same period. The information doesn't include data on whether dosages have increased along with prescriptions. 29.30 million. 
So what is that? At least 10% of, uh, of America's on this. If you take away children, it's probably even more. We have about 380 million people. I don't know how many of those are going to be children, but you'd probably take away at least 120 million of those. So uh, you're looking at like 260. And that's not to mention how we dope up our kids on antidepressants and anxiolytics. So you're looking at maybe 250, 240 of the human, of, of the, the, the adult population. Yeah, so at least one in eight. Some companies have seen more dramatic increases. Express Scripts, a pharmacy benefit manager owned by Cigna, says prescriptions for anti-anxiety medications rose 34% between mid-February and mid-March, while prescriptions for antidepressants and sleep medications increased 18.6 and 14.8, respectively. Ginger, which supplies video and chat-based mental health services to companies, says its psychiatrists wrote 86% more prescriptions for psychotropic drugs, Primarily antidepressants in March to April 2020. Good name for a company, Ginger. Yeah. Health concerns, social isolation, and the stress of job losses are taking a toll on people's well-being. No doubt. No doubt. More than a third of Americans say the pandemic is having a serious impact on their mental health, according to a survey released March 25th by the APA. No doubt. Among parents with children under 18, 46% rated their average stress level related to the pandemic as an 8, 9, or 10 on a 10-point scale. Understandably so. I mean, dealing with kids of all ages. I mean, toddlers for sure because a lot of the daycares were closed. And then uh, they have their own unique problems. But then, then you have the tweens and teenagers who have their own set of unique problems too. We have that earlier episode about how the lockdown was going to lead to a lot of uh, domestic disturbances. And you've seen that borne out. The APA released May 21st. The suffering could deepen if there was a second coronavirus lockdown. No doubt. I mean, can you imagine if this comes back? Because we're opening up again here in Texas. Bars are open. Restaurants are at 50%. Pools are open. We're pretty much back to normal. But, man, if if, if the government goes down, back in lockdown in November, December again, mm, people ain't going to handle it. I mean, you can even see, like, in, in lib states like New York over Memorial Weekend, you can see those pictures of people at the beach. People just, they, they we are social creatures. And we're American. We're American. And we don't like to be told what to do. And I think even a lot of the libs realize, hey, we've been, our, social, our civil liberties have been infringed upon. It's time to get out. Quote, this kind of chronic stress brings about for all these people who have never had anxiety before. It sort of overwhelms them, says Charles Nemiroff, professor of We Don't Give a Damn. Now, for these people who have never had anxiety before, I think most of the people who are on these antidepressants anxiety, and anxiolytics have been on it before, but okay. Quote, if you've lost your job, if you're worried if you'll have enough food for your kids, that'll keep you up at night. And for those with history of anxiety and depression, stress can raise the risk of relapse. Okay, I would tell you this, and, and, and this is very well correlated, well studied. It's affluenza. Most of the people who are on these drugs are not poor people. It's rich people who tend to be neurotic. And really, they're the ones who are not suffering as much from this, this pandemic because you see this divide. Those who can do their job from Zoom or telemarketing, you know, anything that's done from computer, they're not really being a, a affected by this as much as those who are blue-collar work retail, work factories, and waiters and all this who have literally lost their job. But if you look, the poor people as a whole are not the ones by percentage taking these medications. It's rich people who, ironically enough, aren't really being affected by this. But they're being affected by it mentally because, see, in the old days, 
when, in like Middle Ages, let's just say, we were working the fields all day. We would wake up, we'd eat, we'd work in the fields, we'd do our Angelus prayer at 8 a.m., noon, and 5 p.m. We'd work, we'd come home when the sun went down, we would eat, maybe spend some time with the kids, pray, have sex maybe, that's it. We didn't have time to be neurotic. We didn't have time to be like, oh, my friends aren't talking to me anymore. Oh my God, my, my, my likes on my uh, last Instagram post were lower than normal. No, it's just subsistence lifestyle. We were eking out as a subsistence. So back then, they didn't, they, we didn't have like uh, uh, oppositional defiance disorder, social anxiety disorder, you know, all these disorders that you have now. And who came up with these disorders? The APA backed by Big Pharma. The most popular anti-anxiety medications are the benzos, we've talked about here before, include Valium, Xanax, Ativan, and Clonopin. Hey, don't forget Rohypnol, the, the date rape drug. These drugs enhance the activity of the central nervous system's main inhibitory neurotransmitter, GABA. GABA's primary function is to reduce the activity of neurons. Quote, they are powerful and they are powerfully attractive in that they work instantly, says James Potash, director of We Don't Give a Damn. Quote, you can take Ativan and 30 minutes later you are feeling dramatically less anxious. Sleep medications like Lunesta and Ambien are similar to benzos in that they alter the activity of GABA. The neurotransmitter is thought to facilitate sleep. It, and, and it's funny because I, I could, we could do an episode on this. How I've seen studies that show that Lunesta and Ambien actually give you eight more minutes of sleep a night. Even at that. And we've talked about it. I think we have a, a standalone episode on Ambien. How people have led to missing time. They've killed people in Ambien. They wake up at another part of the town, don't remember it. They've had sex in Ambien. Uh, they they eat during Ambien sleep, quote unquote. It's it's a horrible drug. It's a horrible drug. Doctors say that benzos can be effective for the short term treatment of acute anxiety. Doctor Potash advises patients to limit their use to weeks, not months, and certainly not years. I think my mom's been on Xanax for like thirty years. The problem, he says, is that people can quickly develop a tolerance to their effects, sometimes in as little as two weeks, which can lead the patients to increase the dose. Yeah, they're taking a little more. This is especially the case with the shorter-acting drugs like Xanax, which are also abused on street drugs and college campuses. You can buy Xanax in high school and college campuses for like very cheaply. The medications can be difficult to stop, too. Withdrawal symptoms can include a surge in anxiety, tremors, and in some cases, seizures. The medications can be particularly dangerous for older adults. Yeah, I mean, I know people who try to get off Xanax or Ativan. Any of the benzos, they can't do it. They get the, and they mentioned it here in, in the, the journal, the shooting pain down the arms. And they have withdrawal. And and, and this is what drives, well we'll, well, we'll finish this up. Because benzos can reduce the body's drive to breathe, overdoses can be deadly. This is especially true when they're combined with alcohol and opioids like Vicodin, Lordab, fentanyl. Uh, we talked about that in standalone episode. Do not take your Xanax with your alcohol. Overdose deaths involving benzos more than quadrupled between 1999 and 2013, according to a study published by We Don't Give a Damn. People can also develop a psychological dependence, says Beth Salcedo, a psychiatrist in Washington, D.C., and, and president of We Don't Give a Damn. Quote, if you have a boatload of Xanax and you are slightly anxious and you take one, you feel better. Next time you're anxious, instead of taking care of what is making you anxious, you're much more likely to reach for the Xanax. It can be very quickly become a habit. This is what we talk about this podcast all the time. Naturopathy. Find the underlying cause of fill in the blank instead of treating the symptoms. 
Yeah, but, but Big Pharma likes the money. They're greedy. They like Dr. Evil. Dr. Salcedo recommends taking other steps to curb anxiety, including exercising, eating well, avoiding alcohol, and making sure we surround ourselves with our social support as much as possible. If anxiety is interfering with work or relationships, she advises turning to the most evidence-based treatments for anxiety disorder, which are cognitive behavioral therapy, like talk therapy. That's good. Yeah. Float therapy is great. You do some flotation. We have an interview of uh, a guy who runs a float tank. Kate and I did it probably around episode ooh, 70. Floating is great. Since it can take weeks for antidepressant medications or therapy to kick in, some doctors will use benzodiazepines briefly in the beginning of treatment to provide patients with immediate relief. Wrong. Don't do it. Doctors have some of the same concerns about common sleep medications like Ambien and Lanesta as they do of the benzos, particularly when taken long-term. They can be dangerous when combined with alcohol, and there are worries they can be addictive and abusive. For chronic sleep problems, experts recommend first trying cognitive behavioral therapy for insomnia, which I've done. It includes limiting the amount of time people spend in the bed, leaving the bedroom dedicated for sleep and sex. Changing behavior is usually the healthier approach, says doctor, or we don't give a damn. It is pretty much all upside and very little downside. All right. It frustrates me because a lot of people are well-meaning, but they're stupid. And they'll just be watching TV and they see the commercials because where we allow this. EU doesn't allow this. We allow this. Uh, are you sad? Are you depressed? Take Wellbutrin. Ask your doctor today about Wellbutrin. Who isn't sad? People are sad. It's human, right? It's normal to go through ups and downs, vicissitudes in your life. right? But now we have a wired in us. And also, we're just in this pop a pill, super hectic American life. Well, I got to go see my doctor. And the doctor said, hey, I'm feeling a little depressed. I saw this commercial for a Wellbutrin. I will put you on Wellbutrin. The thing is, a lot of these doctors simply don't know the long-term side effects. I'd say maybe 20% know that it can lead to, to codependency, emotional addiction, actual addiction, withdrawal symptoms, all these problems. And so they're saddling this person who comes in with good intentions with perhaps a lifelong problem, getting off benzos. It is criminal. It is pernicious. It is sinister. And I hate it. This is one of the reasons I hate Big Pharma. Big Pharma knows exactly these things. Now, some of these doctors were voicing concerns, but a large majority of them don't care, don't give a damn. And certainly Big Pharma doesn't give a damn. They're Dr. Nefario from Despicable Me. They don't care. You need to care. So ultimately, as I've mentioned before, self-accountability, I am a libertarian. You need to be responsible for what you put in your mouth. So you need to do the research on every drug that you put in your body. Because you can't come back later, well, I didn't know. Well, you're literate. If you know, if you can name all the Kardashian kids or every quarterback of every NFL team, okay, then you can learn the side effects. And again, naturopathic ways to treat these things. We have episodes on this. Go back to the early episodes, early 50 episodes. Natural razor resolve. Depression, natural ways to resolve insomnia. I have three episodes on insomnia, natural ways to resolve anxiety. You don't need to turn to the drugs. And again, find the underlying reason. As I mentioned, do the deep work. What's the underlying reason for your depression, for your anxiety? It's not something that just came born about in the last two weeks. A lot of this is early childhood trauma. I'm not going to go Freudian. A lot of it is ECT. A lot of it. And so all we do is just mask it. We don't deal with the deep, we don't do the deep work. We don't deal with the early childhood trauma. So we have these addictions. We have these propensities to, to abuse, to self, self-sabotage, self-loathe, whatever. And then we, we, it's either through uh, shopping addiction. We have an episode on that gambling addiction, fantasy addiction. We have an episode on that, you know, porn addiction. We have an episode on that. It's going to come out and then we're just trying to, to like put out little fires instead of going deep. 
It's like in the movie Aliens, where Ripley finally goes and finds the mother alien. Instead of like, I'm wasting time killing all these other aliens. I got to go find Big Mama. So that's what we need to do. You need to look in the mirror. I need to look in the mirror. That's what Confessions of an Obi's Child, the podcast, is about looking in the mirror. You got to look in the mirror, see where your, your past hurt is, and remedy it. Because these drugs will not help. And you're going to get hooked on them. They have physiological side effects in addition to that. Also, having these drugs around the house isn't good if you have kids because your kids will get access to them and then they can get hooked on them or sell them at school. It's not good for your spouse. It's not good for just inner familial dynamics in general. So get off of these drugs. Get off of them. Find a way. Will it. And, you know, I, 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 I need to abate my anger. It's not really toward you. It's just toward big pharma and ignorant doctors. All right, website's Naturopathic Earth. Go check it out. We have a lot of articles there, holistic articles, food recipes. If you want to help us out, a couple ways to do it. There's going to be a link for a PayPal uh, account. Click on that on the episode notes or go to naturopathicearth.com on the main page and donate $5, $10. We we have to pay for the the website and the podcast. So we appreciate if you, you would help out. A more passive way to do it is go to naturopathicearth.com, click on the articles, go to the 200 whatever 50 food recipes, and you'll see Amazon links and Amazon pictures for certain ingredients in those recipes. Click on that to go to Amazon. And then anything you buy on Amazon, we get a 2% commission, no expense to you. If it's dresses, if it's you know, bracelets, whatever, we get a 2% commission. Buy Confessions of an Obi Shot or Revelations of a Weight Loss Warrior, my two books. Check those out. And if you need some coaching hit on the clarity fm link on the main website and we can talk about weight loss weight management dealing with drugs whatever you want to talk about we can do that last thing is that of course we have three podcasts here holistic health news is the flagship that's this one if you're new to it please subscribe and post an honest review and then scroll scroll down you're going to find a lot of interesting topics and then we have the essential oils and herbal apothecary we just released an episode on wednesday about nine oils used for cleaning and then we have confessions of an obese child which we deals with addiction, food addiction, early childhood trauma, and all the things that I went through. And uh, we interview formerly obese people and deal with addiction stuff. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe and post an honest review for the podcast. Until next time, take care. God bless. Thank you for listening to NPE Radio and Holistic Health News. Visit our website at naturopathicearth.com. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Holistic News Now and at our Facebook page at Naturopathic Earth. Please consider a donation at patreon.com slash naturopathic earth. Buy the confessions of an obese child ebook on Amazon or Barnes and Noble Nook. Consider subscribing to our podcast. And as always, please post an honest review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to this. And remember, the core belief at NPE. Let food be thy medicine. Let nature be thy healer. Until next time. Music courtesy of Nine Inch Nails.